0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtapple. With me, as always, is my co-host, George Rogers. And um, yeah, here we are oh. for a uh, Oh, <laughs> See you at the potty, Richter. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're we're doing I uh, I don't want to say it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, but I will say it's
1: it's, it's a there. Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. Yeah
0: like it's up there of like one of his best movies you know what it's
1: I mean? yeah it's 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 one of the movies that people kind of always go to yeah. um like when they talk about arnold usually i mean usually his his, his go-to is terminator when everyone mentions it when everyone yeah. mentions him like terminator is immediately where they go but turn my call my
0: Hercules I in mean, new york when he shakes
1: the woman about christ <laughs> 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 what do you mean? I mean stop it i mean but Total Recall is, I mean, it's it's an Arnold movie, but like there's there's a little more to it. It's not just him running around like shooting people and saying "get the fuck yeah. out of here." Like it's not yeah. it, 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 There's a little more involved with it, which kind of shows his range a bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's
0: I would say it's a, it's a classic. I mean, this is a pretty well liked movie by a lot of like, just, mm-hmm. like not just people who like Arnold films and action films, but like in the sci fi community. I, I've always noticed that it's just—it's one of those movies that that, that people generally like, generally love, um, and it's one of my favorites. It's—I mean, it's, one of the, you know, it's one of the first arm <laughs> movies I ever saw.
1: I mean, it's a sci-fi movie directed by Paul Verhoeven, so I'm not really not sure what we were expecting. Like, oh, is this going to be terrible?
0: <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs>
1: so, um, yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah, uh, you know, not not uh, you know, before we get into the into the discussion itself, I. Nothing really to add to anything. Uh, nothing. Uh, we're recording this Monday night. Um, you know, when when the Ant Man trailer drops, I'll, I'll post on our Instagram page like I like I usually do. Like I'll put it up on our story and stuff like that. You know, I, I did post the. Uh, I thought the I think the post looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it so. looks really good. Um, yeah, but other than that, nothing really. Uh, nothing really out there to talk about. So let's um, let just get right into um.
1: Wait, Dean. I do have one piece of news um, right here coming in. Uh, fuck Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you piece, you <laughs> fucking right hack right piece of shit. Yep. And then all then all beautiful. day they're like, "Oh, is Aaron Rodgers to blame?" Yes, he's the quarterback yeah. of the team, and he, he didn't win. He played like <laughs> shit. Yeah. He
0: played oh, like there's shit. no
1: weapons around him. I'm sorry. I thought Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is the greatest quarterback walking. I thought he could uh, mm-hmm. walk on water and turn water to wine and all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll uh, we'll keep it civil for the week. For uh, those you don't know, George is a Cowboys fan. I'm a Bucks fan. We play each other next Monday night. Um, I'm
1: expecting a loss.
0: I I'm am, sure you
1: are too. I'm expecting a tie. I'm I would not
0: be surprised if the Buccaneers lost, but the the Cowboys played so bad yesterday, makes me think the Bucks are going to kind of steamroll. Them. Um, they just they looked. I couldn't believe how bad they looked yesterday. Um, I mean, the Bucks have looked bad at times this year, but um,
1: like, that was bad. Like, <laughs> that was really bad. The Cowboys haven't like looked shocked. that, and the Cowboys haven't looked that bad <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah. And, and the you Cowboys what, haven't looked that bad all season. So of course, we well, have yeah, it's January, so I'm expecting them to just kind of forget how to play football.
0: This is setting it perfectly for Jerry Jones to fire Mike McCarthy and hire Sean Payton. Okay, please. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, it's like Jerry Jones saw that game yesterday. It was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, he's like, I got Peyton on speed yeah, dial. He's like, he—it's hes one step closer to to, to fire Mike McCarthy,
1: which to is a touch- shame
0: because Mike McCarthy has taken this team to two consecutive seasons of twelve wins. Um, yeah, but I think Peyton would be the guy to probably get that team over the hump because he's yeah, especially when yeah.
1: especially when he brings back Bounty Gate.
0: Hey, hey,
1: come on now. Hey, I'm yeah. a big fan of Bounty Gate. Be nice. I'm just saying. I fingers crossed. I'd offer. I'd I'd offer an incentive if you injured a quarterback. Also,
0: (laughs) fingers. Let's just fingers crossed that the Eagles don't get past the divisional because I can't handle. I can't handle this. But anyway, enough about. Every time they
1: look good during the season and they get to the playoffs, they're like, "Hey, uh, dude, what do we do here?" Let's put Gardner Minshew in.
0: Truthfully, truthfully, they have looked like shit for the past month, and from what I. From everything I understand about the game yesterday, they looked like shit yesterday. So
1: yeah, like like they won, but they also played a Giants team that didn't play Daniel <laughs> Jones for some reason or any of their starters because there was nothing
0: yeah. to, there was nothing to play for for the Giants. They couldn't go yeah. up or down in the seating, so yeah, they didn't. They just decided to. Run. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. They could have absolutely played spoiler and fucked Philly over because if Philly played as bad as they, I've heard they played yesterday with the starters of the Giants, they probably would've. Stray probably would have won that game, which would have be been glorious to see the Eagles lose the, the first round by. So, but anyway, I digress. Fuck the Eagles, and let's get into Total Recall. So, let's. Uh, George, when, when did you first see this? Uh,
1: this was one of the, uh, one of the large amount of movies that my mom had recorded off of uh, Showtime, so we had it on the. On a recorded VHS, so I I wore this out. I, I I absolutely loved it. It kind of started my love affair with Arnold. To be fair, if I'm if I'm really being honest with myself, yeah, this, this is definitely twi- one of the early. This, well, the well this and twins.
0: Yeah, this was definitely one of the early films of Arnold that I saw as well early on. I think I caught it on TV somewhere, a couple, you know, and um, I've just I've always been a I've always been a fan of this movie. So it's um, so, a Total Recall. Uh, released June 1st, 1990, so 33 years ago. Wow, I was I was three years old when this movie came out. Mm. Uh, on a budget, this is the biggest gap to budget I've ever seen, 48 to $80 million. Oh,
1: somewhere so, in that ballpark. Yeah, on
0: a bo- but it had a huge box office, $261.4 million. Oh, yeah, directed by write that in. Yeah, directed by Paul Verhoeven, uh, screenplay by Ronald uh, Shusette, Dan O'Brien, uh, and Gary Goldman. Um, based on We Can Remember It for You Wholesale by Philip K. Dick, which I believe is also the guy who wrote um, Man in the High Castle, which is an awesome book and an even better show. Um, Well, the first season was fantastic. The other seasons were pretty good. Um, Let's see. Music by Jerry Goldsmith, uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rachel uh, Tiefvathen, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, Ronnie Cox. There's a couple other people. A couple other people here. Uh, Marshall Bell, uh, Michael Champion, Mel Johnson Jr., Roy uh, Brocksmith, Rosemary Dunsmore. Uh, and then I think uh, Dean Norris is also in the movie as well.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who, you know, he he, he was in movies like from like the mid or early 80s up till now, but he didn't really get any real any mainstream attention until he was uh, cast on Breaking Bad, and we know mm-hmm. we know the success that that show has had. Yeah, so it oh, also uh, Robert
0: Picardo was the was the was the uh, was the, uh he was the and the visual yeah, the visual likeness of the Johnny. Cat,
1: so. <laughs> You're in a Johnny Cat The door opened. You got in.
0: <laughs> I don't think I ever realized it looked like him. I always knew that was that he did the voice, but I don't. Think I didn't ever realize realize it, it
1: looked like, like him because he was wearing a hat, and I know Robert <laughs> Picardo was uh, has a uh, horseshoe.
0: Yeah so uh george so
1: Go even ahead. on like this i had you know how this like raked the money 261 million fifth highest fifth highest grossing film of
0: 1990 mm-hmm. so
1: i mean and this is based off of a book this thing sat in developmental hells uh for years for like 16 years because they bought the rights in 74 so it just took them that long to do it can you imagine if this came out in the 70s how this sort of looked oh god this would have like starred. This would have been like made for TV, like starring Bruce Boxleitner and uh, <laughs> and, and, and and William Kat.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's a hundred percent exactly what would have happened. No doubt yeah, that's, about
1: that. That's 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 your star and cast right there. That's a that's like that's slices a print change as far as I'm concerned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm gonna just kind of jump into a plot here. I'm not gonna run through the entire movie. Uh, we've been doing as you, as you loyal listeners have known. Uh, I usually just kind of read the plot off of Wikipedia. I stopped doing that until I realized that when I'm breaking down, I'm still basically just reading the plot off of Wikipedia. So I'll give a quick kind of rundown of the plot and then Dean and I will discuss to kind of make this a little bit more of a discussion. We'll discuss what worked for us in the plot, what didn't work, work, what could have been improved and what, you know, just a basic, um, to me, you're throwing bullshit, as you would hear from us if we if you sat behind us at a diner. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, we should fucking go to the diner soon.
0: We should. You should. uh Yeah. yeah. You should. You should yeah. come down, and we should go to the one thirty diner.
1: Need some. need some fucking soup. Yeah. Maybe we'll go there. It'll be a. It'll be a chicken orzo kind of day.
0: Oh man, don't tease me with chicken orzo.
1: Oh, I'll fucking tease you with chicken orzo,
0: yeah.
1: folks. If you haven't had chicken orzo soup, you're you're. You're cheating yourself.
0: Out. You're missing out.
1: You're, you're cheating yourself. I, always, I don't like chicken soup. Well, then, well then, the chicken soup doesn't like you, and just yeah. go, eat, you know, eat, eat you some know. shit out of a can.
0: I bet you Chris doesn't like chicken soup because he seems like a, he, he seems like a pretentious prick like that.
1: He's like, I prefer a lobster bisque. Pride, <laughs> pride doesn't even cut his grilled cheese diagonally. Uh, he cuts he, in I
0: squares. He does one diagonal cut and one uh, vertical cut. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just pictured I that, and that was chaos. I tried that one time, and it was a whole mess. Oh. I had a, I had, I had a slice for a, I, uh, I had a, had a piece of sandwich that was like literally like an inch wide. It was it was terrible. Speaking of
1: sandwiches, okay, so like was, oh, I just yeah. you're like I just gave I just gave up and uh start started my day over again. Went back to bed mm-hmm. and woke up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I threw I threw the sandwich out, remade it, and then cut it the same way again. <laughs> so the same thing happened yeah so arnold plays douglas quaid who is a mild manner construction worker apparently yeah because honestly that's the only job this dude's gonna have he's a construction worker or he's a criminal yeah there's, there's, there's no like one or way that's like he's not working at macy's at the perfume counter Oh, do you want to with the white diamonds he's not doing Please. that shit
0: Come over here, ladies. I'll spread this piece of paper. You could try it out. Yeah, ladies,
1: are you like the white this. diamonds? We that no. no. this in sh- Paris?
0: we had this new schnitzel uh, scented uh, perfume. It smells it smells amazing. It's like I'm coming. <laughs> Good.
1: Good lord! But he keeps having these these dreams of Mars, and he keeps having dreams of uh, various people. Usually, uh, Molina, who's played by Rachel Tickerton who mm-hmm. I the only other movie I know her in is Con Air. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's no disrespect to her because she's fantastic mm-hmm. as Melina. And yeah. she's one of the and honestly I think she's a mm-hmm. little bit of a better character than than Sharon Stone's uh mm-hmm. uh Lori, if you want if you want my opinion, but we'll get we'll get to that later on. So because he keeps having these memories he decides to go to a place called recall and get a memory implant of Mars. Uh I don't know why you would do this. You to be if I'm if I'm really thinking about it, it's like, like you're fascinated with it. You could just go on a trip rather than just have a fake memory implanted. But then shit kind of gets a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, when they go to put this memory in him, they pop a memory cap. Apparently, he's already been to Mars and he's somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's on this, this whole mission to um. What is this fucking mission that he has? It's basically just to kind of get close to the to Kowato, right? That's the whole yes. thing.
0: Yeah. But
1: then why was he done? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um but after coming back from recall, he meets up with his buddy Harry, played by the great Robert Costanzo, mm-hmm. who we all know and you guys know as the voice of Harvey Bullock on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the most recognizable voices. I would say like, if you see him somewhere and you hear that voice, you're like, hey, that guy's Bullock. You no, know, and mm-hmm. he's sitting there and like, oh, he, and his boys are attacking Quaid because he blabbed about Mars, even though they popped this memory cap, they erased his money. They kind of like erased his memory of recall, refunded his money and tore up his file. So, you know, did a good old corporate business. Uh, idea of hey we should save ourselves that's how they did it back then none mm-hmm. of this we just delete your profile they just fucking erase you and give you your money back like it never mm-hmm. even happened yep. and he ends up killing these people and he's confused by it because he's like i've never done anything like this before and i'm looking at a six four austrian man who's got bulging biceps so i'm like you've a thousand percent done this before <laughs> like you've killed everybody but now it's turned into this and this like spy espionage. Like he doesn't know who to trust. He's getting help from strangers he's never met. He ends up going to Mars, meeting up with Molina, and it turns out this whole time, they are they have these alien artifacts and this big alien device which is supposed to create air for Mars. And obviously, if Mars gets air, then the the administrator of Mars, Belos Kowig, played by the amazing Ronnie Cox. I love Ronnie Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Almost the same role he played in Paul Her in Paul Verhoeven's uh, pre- previous movie RoboCop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he basically loses control of the Mars colony because you know, he's providing them air and domes. So if Mars has an atmosphere, they don't need any of his shit anymore, and he obviously loses out on money. This is a great, like, action spy, like, futuristic thriller. Like at, at, at any point, you don't. Like, but you're along this ride with Arnold. You don't know who to trust. He's getting messages from himself. He doesn't even know if he should trust that. Uh, Dean, at any point in this movie, were you just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on? No. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, there's a lot going on, but you don't feel lost at the same time. You're like, all right, like, because you forget that all, you know, that he went to recall and there's a memory cap thing. Like, that's, like secondary information yeah you're just following him for the rhino he get that gets that message from from himself it's like oh you are not you you're me oh, no shit hmm. uh in the scene where he's talking to himself on we're not talking to himself but he's reading the message from himself he's got the fucking towel on his head hmm. and he pulls that uh that homing device out of his nose yeah and that's that is great special effects <laughs> it is because it's just like they got like a perfect mold of his head for that. Mm -hmm. All he's got to do is go "Ah, ah, ah," provide that for the, uh, (laughs) provide that for the effects. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long story short, he goes and turns on the alien device, which when it fires up, it looks like it looks, it really just to to me, it looked like a bunch of lit cigarettes burning into a, uh, burning into a glacier. Yeah. But still really good effects for 1990. Yeah. But also Paul Verhoeven. So I mean, this was kind of even like the effects in Robocop were a little hokey at times, but like he really nailed it on this one. So he must have like part of me feels like he's like, hey, somebody get Rick Baker on the phone. I want this to look good. Mm-hmm. But the movie ends with uh, with Quaid and Melina, you know, staring at the blue sky on Mars. And you're kind of left with this question: was this a dream? Was this implanted from the memory, or did Ooh. all of this stuff actually happen? And it's still up for debate. This, uh, like even today, even <clears throat> excuse me, twenty three years later, people still talk about this movie online. They're like uh, you know, was it a dream? Did all of this happen? And, you know, there, there's little clues here and there. You know the the memory implant program was called Blue Sky on Mars. Because mm-hmm. Renata, the technician at Recall, she says that she goes, "Oh, blue sky on Mars," mm-hmm. but at the same time, you also had all these dreams of Melina, which she's uploaded into the into the system on Recall. Like her, like, like her image is there. Rachel Tickerton is there. So you know, who knows what's really going on? We still don't have a straight answer to this day. Kind of like Carpenter with the whole the thing with the with the thing. Mm-hmm. If you know, was child's infected? Was I mean? We know Kurt was, and we followed him throughout the entire movie. But you know, was Childs infected? Does he know? You know, who knows? Yep. What do you What do you think? Let me get Let me get your thoughts. Do you think that it was all a dream, or do you think all of this happened and it was pure coincidence?
0: Um, I think it was all pure coincidence. I think it was all pure coincidence because I think the whole plan was to, um, to to uncover, um. Why am I drawing a blank on the character's name? Um Co-Hagan? or Quato? Um, Kwato. Mm-hmm. I think that was the whole that was the whole point. That was the whole that was his whole mission. I don't think they prepared for him to be like, nah, I changed my mind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like like no. Quaid thinks he's there to help out, you know, the resistance, the you know, Kwato's people who are all held up in, in, in Venusville, which is essentially like the red light district of Mars. Mm-hmm or it's, you know, they had cheap domes so there's something but mutants um, and hookers with three breasts, which fit. good soup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, you, know, you, they're,
0: they're,
1: you know, I still I couldn't even give you a real answer because part mm-hmm. of me thinks that it was that we're watching the memory cat played out, that we're mm-hmm. watching the memory played out because we know that he picked like that secret agent mission, So it could very well be Like him freaking out
0: Mm.
1: could have just been the reaction to getting the memory implant. And then everything that happened after that is the memory is him kind of playing it back. Like he very well could have just still been asleep in that chair of recall. Mm. And then that's when everything kicks in. I mean, and then, you know, Renata uh, freaking out to Bob saying that, you know, that, 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 that we didn't implant the memory. That makes you think the other way that it was all that this shit is actually happening, mm-hmm. but I mean even even Quaid says it later when uh, after he leads the people to um, to Quato and Quato and Quato is killed, even he, when he leads them to it, he's like oh you know bullshit too perfect and then Cohagan points out like the faults. He's like he's per- like. <laughs> Perfect, my ass like you popped your memory cap before we could activate you richter's hog wild shooting up everything mm-hmm. you know it's like it's, it's like frankly i'm surprised at work then you listen all that and you're like yeah this you know but who i it's not for me to say and nobody who worked on the movie will give you a straight answer as to if it was a dream or not mm-hmm. but hell of a dream i was even thinking about i was even thinking <laughs> about it a little bit today Brilliant went, yeah, because I, you know, all I do is throw boxes in a trailer. So I have a lot of free time in my head Mm. um, when I'm not complaining about people who aren't doing their job, but that's neither here nor there. That won't stop no matter where I work. Um, Because I was thinking, I was like, well, how does the doctor know that that he's been a recall? And I remember when he comes back with Lori, he says he went to recall. And like, you went to those brain butchers. Mm. And we see where Spielberg got his clever girl line from because Arnold says that very thing to Sharon Stone,
0: really? and then punches her. Yeah. What do you in this thing? Blondes.
1: Blondes. <coughs> some some great some great one liners oh, yeah. in this movie for sure for sure. Not even from Arnold. Even Richter had some too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Michael Ironside basically being Michael Ironside, so it's, I mean, it's everything you come to expect from a character like this. Yeah. No, this is a great cast. Hello. He doesn't say much. He just has. <laughs> he's got fucking presence. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. got screen presence. And it, this was a, originally they went to Ward Smith for this, but he turned it mm-hmm. down because it was because he said it was too close to Clarence Boddicker. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> that would have been. uh That would have been kind of cool if it was him, though. I could, you know, I could totally see it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. What did you like about like the like the overall plot of this movie? Like what what worked for you that kind of keeps you in and keeps you kind of coming back to it?
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: That's fair. <laughs> That's
0: I fair. mean, I think it's a great I think it's a great plot, but it, yeah. it's an Arnold movie. I'm some I'm already hook line and sinker in it.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, Arnold was the is I mean he's just like the selling point. But then when you get into when you get into watching, you're like this like this actually isn't bad. Because mm-hmm. he you know he he goes from playing that that construction worker to all of a sudden he's a fucking action hero. Mm-hmm. I mean we know him as an action hero, but like Douglas Quaid doesn't know he's an action hero. Hauser sure as fuck isn't a isn't a uh, isn't an action hero. You know, they're just kind of two sides of the same. I mean, they're, they're, they're the the same person, essentially. You know, he's Kohagan's mm-hmm. bosom buddy. But it was weird that if, and then this is another thing that kind of makes me think about the plot is that, you know, Kawato always sniffed him out. So, but if, if is like kind of all knowing could see inside his mind, like wouldn't he have seen that he was Hauser?
0: Maybe. I don't know. Let, let
1: me questions. give you something to think about real quick before yeah. we, before we jump on. All right. We don't know all that Kawato knows. Like when he holds, um, when he holds Arnold's hands, we just kind of see like that memory of him looking at the device. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What if Kawato always knew he was Hauser, but knew that the way to get in that turned on was for him to sacrifice himself. Maybe. Like maybe Kawato knew that the way to to save Mars was to give himself up. Maybe it's possible because you figure when they go through that, because, because when Kawato hands and they go through all that, Quaid is Quaid is seeing where the device is, mm-hmm. so the quad basically unlocked in his head where the device was to find it to turn on. Because mm-hmm. right after that is when it, after they're captured by Kohagen and they and they break out. Which, by the way, what a bloody fucking escape! They're just yeah. doctors, yeah, fucking, they're n- nerds, like pencil pushers. Mm-hmm. That man had a pole shoved through his nose and out his head happens they're just doctors man
0: don't get Arnold. eight years don't get of
1: medical school don't get in arnold's way just ever don't you ever get in that fucking man's way mm-hmm. but rare for that is when they go to where the device is to get it turned on mm-hmm. so kind of it kind of makes you wonder a little bit but
0: yeah that's a really that's, good theory uh you you brought up there i like that a lot actually
1: it's amazing sometimes I have a good one every now and then mm-hmm. it There's must be one. the flat it must be the flannel that I'm wearing,
0: it I'm could be. It still wearing it,
1: it? I am still wearing it oh look at you well it, it's Amy's, but it's actually Wait. pretty comfortable
0: what do you think you're better than me
1: yeah I do think I'm pretty, yeah my shirt has sleeves both of the shorts I'm wearing have sleeves you're just wearing a tank top and probably no probably no uh no okay, flip tops on I am wearing. That, that, that doesn't even make any sense <laughs> I think that that doesn't make any sense all right so i'm gonna jump I in am,
0: i am the sleeves and flip-flops thank you very much
1: That <laughs> you dean you've never seen a shirt with sleeves that you liked yeah correct <laughs> I also, this, shit, this shit's too cold i need a tank top
0: yeah i also i'm also a real fan of uh Open uh, flip flops because because close to close toed flip flops bother me.
1: <laughs> so you call pants long shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so ex- extended tank tops. So uh, Arnold aside, because obviously he's the best character in the movie, mm-hmm. um, who is your favorite actual character of this movie? Aside from aside from Arnold aside, we know he's the he, he he's everyone's fair. But like side character wise, who do you think brought like the most to the table? Hi, Melina. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cohagan.
0: No, I bet you are.
1: He's just a like a piece of shit villain, smarmy fucking businessman, smarmy fucking Vince McMahon looking fucking businessman, mm-hmm. with not as many. Um, uh, Payoffs, yeah. Oh, some. Oh, I said it. Oh,
0: I oh. said it. Oh, well. Unlike Cohagan, Vincent McMahon was able to strong arm his way back into his company.
1: Cohagan couldn't strong arm his way back into the company. He suffocated on Mars, Dean. Yeah, and well. one of the and one of the great scenes and one of the great scenes of that movie too.
0: Yeah, well, Vincent McMahon would have just got up and walked away.
1: Yeah, yeah. he he would have strutted away. Yeah. You know, arms power, flailing, power walked away while screaming, "No chance!" It's mm-hmm. like, uh, sir, you're not supposed to be able to breathe. The hell you are! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you all right. Oh,
0: no, George is coughing.
1: Uh, I was I was trying to find oh, the button so I could so so I could mute yeah. myself so I no one has to hear me lose half of a lung.
0: Yeah, we're still it's still
1: lingering in both. The George's
0: a little bit more than me, but we're, yeah. uh, we're
1: I think we're doing good. I think
0: we're doing good.
1: Every day I get a little better. Yeah. Now I'm just dealing with this swollen knee thing, but mm. that's that comes Swole. and goes. And they walk around and they're like, "Oh, that, what like, that looks like." They're like, "Oh, that looks like it hurts." I'm like, "No, it feels fucking great." Like. What? I wish my other knee would swell, just so mm-hmm. I could have it on on both fucking legs. <laughs> fucking clowns.
0: So, um, oh. what's your
1: uh, what's your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, you know, I, I thought about it. I, I. You know, I'm 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 going with the Mars airport scene when he shows up on Mars and he's got the the lady head on. He's like, got oh, two weeks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like oh, it's God. fucking like <laughs> it's so great because like because Kohagan, not Kohagan, uh Richter and his company are already there, and they're just kind of staring at it happening, and then Richter realizes what's going on. And he's just like, Quaid, he's like, get her him, and then the fucking head opens up and he throws it and it's a bomb. The they end up shooting the the crack dome, people are suffocating, getting thrown out onto Mars. Oh, it's it's a really great action sequence. I was torn between that and then the actual ending of the movie.
0: Mm.
1: When um, when Cohagen, Melina, and Quaid are suffocating on the surface of Mars. Mm. Because it's... I, I laugh every single time. Yeah. Especially when Cohagen dies, because he's... Aah! Then he just like his head snaps back with his eyes plug out. It looks like Mister Toad. I
0: uh, like hey.
1: I like the I like
0: the I like the, uh, the scene the, the you know the, the shootout in the uh, the apartment leading into Sharon Stone's death. He was considered this as the worst. But uh, there's a lot of great scenes. I also really like. Um, when he just fucking murks all those guys, uh, um, when they're trying to take him back home, remember? Then they they try to kill him, and he's just and he like fights them off and kills
1: them all. Oh, like after he comes back from recall, like yeah, when he's yeah. trying to go home, he's like, yeah. yeah. Come on, let's go get that drink. Yeah. Um, but uh, because he's so confused that he's able to kill them all with ease, he's just like, mm-hmm. I didn't didn't even know I could do this. Now you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Now you've done it. Like this, Sharon Stone, like this is one of Sharon Stone's first roles. So I can't like I can't fault like some of her well no some of her bad delivery because
0: she she was saying it because that was the that was like that was the, the trigger word. That was the that trigger was the word part. for them to show up. So
1: yeah um but it was just like she did it and then she yelled it again where it's just like she might as well have just yelled into her shirt, hey now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come and him um, but I do like the airport scene too. That's a that's a great
0: one. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna go with the airport scene and nice. the ensuing the chase
1: and stuff like that. You know that's yeah,
0: it's great. Do you have a least favorite scene?
1: Yeah, the movie isn't a perfect 10 out of 10 for me,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I don't think there really is a bad scene in the movie. I agree. There, like there, like like maybe a couple things. Like like maybe Benny was a little bit too much. Uh, at times when he just kept saying, hey man, I got five kids to feed and then fucks it up at the end where he's like, I got four kids to feed. It's like, you have said this 60 times since you debuted on my screen. Like, And all of a sudden you gave up or just or just didn't care one way or the other. But like, he, he might have been a little too much sometimes. Um, when Quaid wakes up in the morning after he has the first dream in the very beginning of the movie and then him and Sharon Stone have sex, that mm-hmm. either give me the full thing or don't give me sex at all. Don't yeah. you know? Make it imply and He's gonna like undress her nighty just enough to not actually show her tits. But you know, it's the it. This is essentially the '80s. Like you give she'll me show, all,
0: or you she'll, she'll show her claim at Fatal Attraction.
1: <laughs> like two years later. Yeah. No. Uh. Basic instinct.
0: Basic instinct. Whatever. Fatal Attraction was a. Uh... Uh, that was a uh, that was going close
1: to Michael Douglas.
0: Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're uh, so, you're not up on your Femme Fatale movies, Dean. Yeah.
0: There's only one Femme Fatale, and well, that's Nikita. uh Le Le Femme. Femme Nikita.
1: Femme Nikita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new Fine. new new episode Sundays at 10 right after Silk Stalkings on oh, USA. <laughs> <Not time.
0: clears throat> um, so, what do you give it out ten?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go eight and a half out of ten because mm-hmm. this is a really good movie and it's got a lot of rewatchability.
0: Mm-hmm. Obviously,
1: I've seen this movie like fifty fucking times, like sit in the last three years.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's got good. It, 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 I, I like the DVD also, mm-hmm. and I'm also like a big fan of the score. Like, like mm-hmm. that Jerry Goldsmith score doesn't get enough respect because the score kind of sells that movie. Hmm. Agree as far as far as I'm concerned because there's a couple of really good tracks oh. um I especially like the opening track when they're rolling through the credits mm-hmm. and the names are popping up on the screen they're leaving like the red streaks behind yeah like, that's I mean that's that's really really good but nah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm going eight and a half i'm gonna go eight and a half
0: as well hmm. yeah I, I i agree i think it's i think it's a solid score for it but um yeah. yeah it's a great movie one of my favorite arnold films yeah. um uh yeah that's Total Recall, everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, like Arnold gets to show a little bit of range in it, which you really don't get a whole lot of him yeah. showing range and, and action. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, if he's doing yeah. a, a comedy, that's a whole other thing. But,
0: mm-hmm. but, um,
1: hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, before we get out of here,
0: uh, I, a couple things I wanted to say at the top. Well, one thing I wanted to say at the top of the show, thanks for listening to Tanuki Talk last week. Uh, we got a, gr- a great listener turnout for that episode. So clearly did the we- gaming, yeah, we did. Um, yeah. So clearly, the gaming uh, arm of this channel is is growing pretty pretty well. Um, so the the three what was that that was four all four episodes of Stinky Talk have have been pretty well received uh, listener listener wise. So
1: that actually um, makes me feel pretty good because we were off for over <laughs> a month and then we came back and we got like another yeah. high and we got a high listener count. So that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's I'm glad to everyone who listens still listens to us and didn't just kind of give up after the holiday season so
0: yeah so well i mean listen we've been going for a while and we we rarely miss episodes so yeah. um it clearly it had it took two awful colds for us to deal with to, to keep us out pretty much for a month and hey you know what happens and it was hey. I, you know at the same time it was kind of a welcome break
1: too i think we it was good to kind of recharge a little bit you know yeah. hey um arnold had Two of the highest of the top 10 highest grossing movies of 1990. Did he really? Yeah, it was this and kindergarten cop.
0: He's a king. Uh, so, and the other thing I just wanted to say was I just want to give everybody a heads up. Um, next week is going to be our first MCU movie since July. Uh, we're doing <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, we're doing Iron Man 2. Um, I think it's one of the most underrated MCU films. I know George is a fan of it. I've always been a fan of it too. Um, I just, I, I think it's a big step down from the first movie. Um, I can't wait to so, kind of go back and watch this because it's been yeah, a while
1: since I've seen it. So
0: I haven't watched this since my last MCU watch through, which fully was back before Endgame came out. Because I haven't, you know, I mean, obviously we were at like twenty-three movies at that point, and we we're at thirty now. So let's just be honest here: MCU marathons aren't going to be what they used to be with me anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, it'd be nice, you know. I love Phase One. It's it's always to me it's. For me, it's always nice to revisit those first six movies because um, there's just something special about phase one with me. Um, so I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, also, uh, in two weeks, I will be on vacation. So you will not have an episode on the 29th or that week. That week of the 29th, there'll be no show. So, um, But hey, we're almost getting kicked out of here. We'll see you we'll in a week for Iron Man 2. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I've been Dean Holtz Apple.
1: I'm still George Rogers. And we'll see you in the multiverse.